Hey everyone, welcome back to episode 60 of the Mess Hall Podcast. This week's episode is a truly awesome episode. I sat down with Jessica from the Baron of Flower Farm. They are devoted to providing superior, humanely outdoor-raised pork products, and I got to go to their farm. I had a look around. It truly was awesome. I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed our talk, so make sure you listen to the whole podcast. It was, like I said, it was amazing. I've tried some of their product. I'm going to put some of the pictures up on Twitter and Facebook, and like I said, it was a ton of fun. If you want any more information about them, it's all going to be in the show notes, so make sure you check out the show notes and enjoy the podcast. The Mess Hall Podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB Financial. And this week's episode is brought to you by Park Power, a provider of electricity and natural gas in Alberta that offers low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, you get to choose where you buy your energy from. Park Power has low overhead, and chances are you'll save money if you switch. You can find out how much money you can save by visiting parkpower.ca and plugging in your numbers into the Alberta Energy Savings Calculator. If you decide to switch, it's easy. Nothing changes about your service, only the price you pay. Learn more at parkpower.ca. Okay, so today I'm at the Pig and Flower, or Pig and Flower, Bear and Flower Firm. Um, you guys have a ton of pigs here. Um, I'll just start with a quick introduction and we'll talk about more of what you guys do. And so. Awesome. Yeah, my name is Jessica Fasoli. Um, this is my farm. I'm the bear, a bear and the flower, and um, we're going into year number four of business. So awesome. thank you for coming and making the trek out. You drove from Calgary and... You know, like, you don't realize it, but we are, you know, a bit of a, we're a 45-minute drive, so. Yeah, but it was well worth the drive so far. Um, I like that you showed me what's going on, and um, I know a little bit about you guys and what you do here, but um, it's more like all natural. You guys don't use hormones, and, like, the taste of the pork is really good. You can taste the difference almost, and... Um, it, the way I want to describe it is you can taste pork, like you can taste mm. meat and yeah. it's not bland. It's, Thank you. That's such a nice compliment. Yeah. Uh, so, so how do you guys pull that off? What do you guys do to do that? Well, I think not having them confined in a space is so important, you know, like, um, other people have described it as, you know, just very acidic and you can really smell all that ammonia. Yeah. Um, just because of the feces and that kind of thing. But, you know, like that aside, uh, the pigs get a ton of exercise. You know, we estimate that a pig on our farm walks more in a week than a conventional would in its life. Huh. So they're moving, man. They're all over the place. They're running, you know, splashing in the splash park, 
wallowing in mud holes. And then we feed them a really clean diet. I mean, you are what you eat, so they eat the best. And, you know, over the years, we've really enhanced that flavor profile and consistency because we, we just want to make sure that we're consistent and um, that cleanness taste comes 100% from the outdoors and from the feed. They eat a very specialized mixture that changes depending on the weather and throughout the year. Okay. So it's very scientific. So what do they eat now compared to in the summer? Well, that will just be um, a change in the formulation, so the volumes. So we just had a lot of cold, right? Yeah. When you're cold, you just want to eat all the time because you want to stay warm. And pigs have to do that. We went through double the feed this past winter. It was crazy. And um, so they eat, um, you know, more more barley and wheat in the winter to pack on that fat cap. Okay. And, you know, our nutritionist will change over the amount of amino acids in the summer to make sure that they um, are still gaining a fat cap because they don't want to eat. So we're, you know, we're always changing that K-calorie intake and we're always changing the way that that feed is going into their fat. Oh, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Like I, I would have just assumed they get the same feed all the time. So breaking it down to like what the weather is and how they should be eating is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. So you showed me the new, like this area with the new pigs that just came in. There's an area with, I guess, more mature pigs. How many pigs do you guys have on we have like around just about 1,200. Oh, Sorry that I was reading our board <laughs> to yeah. find out. So, you know, we're we're fluctuating. We ship every week. We ship 51 weeks a year. Okay, so you guys don't do the processing on site here then? No, they get, we have two different processors. We have one in Pinoka. Okay. And then our one in BC is in Chilliwack, which Chris just got back from last night. So every two weeks we're in BC and every week we're in Alberta. So okay. it's a it's a perfectly organized chaos <laughs> basically. Yeah, so lots of travel with the the pigs and stuff and yeah. um so do you guys tell them how they should be processed and stuff like that or what's the process of processing? Well, um yeah, we tour every facility we work with and just check it out. They're all pretty much the same. Provincial plants are regulated under, you know, provincial laws and le- and legislation. So there's CFIA inspectors in them. The pigs, um, all of our pigs, the way they're slaughtered specifically is a stun gun. Okay. So you talked about oh, expanding like yeah. further and further out. How many more pigs will we be able to handle on the farm then? Um, we will move to having three times what we do now. Jeez, that's... Around 3,500 on this site. That's huge. That's Yeah. That's a lot of pigs to have around and to monitor, I guess, and know where yeah. they all are. And It's purely from, like, demand and people wanting the product and, okay. you know... That's so good. are you guys just trying to keep up then? And yeah. Yeah, so I know you talk about demand. and When I first met you, it was at, through our supplier that I work with, with GFS. and 
I um, I heard on another podcast you're supplying local places as well, like um, Empire Provisions. Yeah, and Harry's Natural Meats in Calgary, and you know we have supplied VDK, and yeah, we Palini's for they do all the stuff for all the OEBs. So yeah, we do work with some like butcher shops directly. Yeah. Too. So do you just send them like? whole hog almost and yep. they break it down yeah it's a pig it's split in half and okay. um so our delivery in edmonton's on wednesday like to muley's and all those guys up there and then on thursday is our calgary day and then our truck is you know up it in cal it's crazy just even managing the logistics is really um you know it's a weekly task it takes attention to get make sure everything's getting where it needs to be yeah you know like coach on is next weekend okay. i'm not sure if you heard of that in banff yeah. oh oh yes that's where like they have five different chefs yeah and all the down. pigs yeah. it's all about pigs and yeah. organizing so, to get that there <laughs> yeah so i just said hog and you corrected me in pig what's the difference like Oh, sorry. I just interchanged. I I notice this even when I'm typing up stuff. I like interchange them all the time okay. between hogs and pigs and pork. They're all the same. Okay. There, there's no difference. I thought I might have been. No, you're you're good. <laughs> you're good. Um, so when I came in, we put on boot protectors and we talked briefly about it. But what's the story behind the? boot protectors why am I wearing those into a farm and stuff like that yeah well we so right now well more than anything you know and before you leave we make sure we sign you out and we log who's on our farm you need to have biosecurity when you like make a living off your farm and make sure that like your herd is nice and healthy so as we learned in this, you know, things like we go to the slaughter plant, that trailer doesn't come back in our yard until it's been washed and completely dried out. Oh, okay. You know, we don't want any disease in our yard. And a big part of that is is when we were getting, you know, really trying to get our outdoor federal status. So right now we're most outdoor farms are provincially inspected and they have borders we're like one of the only ones and we helped pilot it with the Canadian pork council and government to make okay. the same rights for outdoor farms. And so we have to make sure that we uphold that. So when people come onto our farm, you know, if you've been on another farm, I don't allow people to come on my farm for four or five days until okay. that period. And when they do come on, we, you know, meet you at your car. We bring you over to our chain shack Make sure your boots get covered, your feet, because yeah. you could have been walking somewhere yeah. and pick something up and you don't even know it. And then um, this is the clean side. Okay. And then when yeah. you leave, you'll throw off out your booties and then you'll go on the dirty side. We kind of just put it as the clean side, the dirty side. And Yeah, that's pretty cool. So and there's a PED outbreak right now in Pork. It's really not good. Um, I think there's been three or four farms in Alberta that have had an outbreak, and you get like a hundred percent death loss in your piglets. It's really bad. So we have to like respect the farmers. You know, anywhere you've been in, there's farmers. I those farmers shouldn't be coming onto my land or anything. You know, we should be going onto theirs because we we got to really keep. 
biosecurity high right now so that this doesn't spread. Yeah. So that hasn't happened to you because your pigs look no, healthy and no, no, running no. around and yeah. they're sticking their heads under like the troughs and getting food. They look they look like they're enjoying what they're yeah. just running around, so Yeah. Um, We're good. We haven't had a peed outbreak. And we won't. Like it's it's um we don't travel to any other farms okay. you know, or anything like that. So we don't really do tours anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just for the uh, biosecurity yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like it's our living. So yeah. we have to like, you know, really think about that. Yeah, so that's that's interesting. Sorry, that's my dog. It's all right. That's her pig toy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a dog at home and he has a pig toy and he's afraid of it, so... <laughs> Hey everyone, just going to take a quick time out from the interview with Jessica to bring you this announcement. The Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB, is a proud sponsor of this year's Pod Summit, Western Canada's premier podcast conference. Join us on June 22nd at Fort Calgary for a day of learning and connection making. The theme of this year's conference is After the Start. Here's what you'll learn. How to make your podcast stand out in a crowd. How to breathe new life into your show after you've been podcasting for a while. How to connect with your listeners and build a community that supports you. And also marketing tips and tricks to grow your show from hundreds to thousands of downloads. And finally, how to build a different income stream with your podcast. Tickets are just $150. You can get yours by you can get $25 off by using the promo code I Love Podcasting. That's I Love Podcasting, all lowercase, no space. Get your tickets today at podsummit.com. We were talking earlier, like, how long the pigs are on the farm for. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it would have been longer than what you were saying, but can you go into a little bit of detail on that? Yeah, a pig's life is only, you know, like a, like a feeder pig, so a pig that just gets finished out and then consumed in the general market. It's only seven months. Okay. Pigs grow really fast. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, and then even like sows breeding stock, they're only a couple of years. Okay. You know, so. so, do you guys breed them on site here as well? We don't. Our breeder is in Three Hills. Okay. And uh, we have an amazing relationship with them. We've just been working on developing our own genetics with them, and finally we're able to do that. And we're always doing testing. And, um, you know, Robin Vanderkool, he has like over 30 years of experience of genetics and breeding. So we're really partnered with them. Yeah, and you guys have a whole team. Like mm-hmm. like you were talking about nutritionists and you have a breeder that's working with you. Mm-hmm. Who else do you have on your team that's helping you make such great product? Uh, well, we have our nutritionist, our, you know, breeder and geneticist. We have um, our vet manages our herd health make okay. sure we're you know doing everything is giving us the latest medicines and you know all that stuff trying to keep our herd as healthy as possible and she keeps us accountable okay she always is we never have her here without having some homework after she's amazing her name is dr jessica law and that's with prairie swine then um, we have our feed company, Nutrition Partners, and they do all of our patented prebiotics and probiotics, and they do our macros and micros, you know, and then we have all of our distributors 
who um, sell our product and get it out there. They're amazing. And then on where all our product gets made at Sandy View. Sandy View makes all of our product. Okay. So that's amazing. And then in Alberta, we just, I mean, then in BC, we partnered with Two Rivers, and they're amazing. Okay. They're so cool. So when you talk about making your product, is that cutting it down from a whole pig into yeah. the primal cuts and then sub-primal right. cuts? And, yeah. Oh, hey, that's kind of awesome. And they, like, package it all up for you, I'm going to assume? Yeah, like, so anything that's, you know, a pack of bacon going to a retail store, they've packaged it all, branded, labeled it. They're essentially are our packer, okay. you know. And then anything going to food service, say, you know, a chef orders a case of bellies, they... They're putting that case together, and we've, you know, done put a lot of work into our product line. We have j- over ninety products. Oh, nice. Yeah. So what? What are your favorite products? Oh my gosh, my <laughs> favorite is our spicy mango sausage. Oh, okay. It is so good. It is so unique. I love it. Um, the second thing would have to be our hot dogs. They're unreal, which I got you some. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I made you a little pork pack. It's at my house, which is just down the road. And then the tomahawk. Yeah, I I like a good tomahawk. Yeah, Uh, They're pretty awesome. (laughs) Now, are you more of like seared in a pan and cook it that way, or do you like barbecue? or? Oh, yeah, we barbecue it. Yeah. You got to do a really high heat and yes. do like some sort of a cabbage dressing or oh. we're always, we eat a lot of pork. Yeah. I like don't, we used to eat a ton of beef and we eat a lot of pork now. Okay. So. Um, was the switch over because of the pork? Yeah, yeah. We used to make beef burgers with ground beef and now we're like, it's not the same as pork. Pork burgers with ground pork. I it's mean, not. it's so much better. Why don't we have pork burgers? I love pork burgers because I like the pork flavor, but also I find it takes on flavor better. Mm-hmm. So it does. Like juicy. Yeah, I, for me, I I do like sort of an Asian inspired pork burger with um, a little bit of ginger and garlic and mm-hmm. a touch of hoisin sauce and um, lemon, a little lemongrass inside, and mix it all up and lemon grill grass. it. Yeah. yeah. Just gives it a different little flavor, but still the pork comes through, and mm-hmm. that's what I really, really like. I, I agree with you. Pork burgers are awesome. Mm, they uh, are. And I wish people did them more. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Because they're so juicy too. Yeah, they are. So, I I always talk to people about pork, and they're always afraid that it has to be cooked really well done and. I, I do my best to deter people from doing that. I like it like medium well or medium. And Eat it like a steak. That's what I say. and yeah. um, I wish more people would do that. Uh, they're afraid of there's that um, trichinella. Yeah. Right, which people don't know really what it is. And they don't know what is, I guess, going on. Um and there was a big scare, I think, back in the 80s. And it's still affecting yeah. pork till today. Like, cook it fully, 170 degrees. Yes. <laughs> and, like, I tell people that there hasn't been a case of that since the 70s. I guess maybe the 80s. But, and yeah. 
I want to get the word out more that go get like a steak. Yeah. Because it's delicious. Um, yeah. There's, I love a good pork tenderloin and it's cooked medium. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, tenderloin is that, just that cut, I think, in any animal that yeah. is amazing. Okay. I yeah. mean, it's the creme de la creme and the... And that's yeah. and you only get a little piece. I well, know. You only get two. I always tell people when they get custom butcher work done with our pigs, you only get two. So. Yeah. So cherish those two. Cherish them, and and you know it's a part of also like talking to chefs when they're like, I want tenderloin. Well, everyone does, you yes. know. So. Yeah, um, I think everybody does because it is mm-hmm. like you said, the creme de la creme is. Yeah, wrap it in bacon or stuff it or it's so good. Yeah, Yeah, it's I I I don't stuff it too much because I like I like the whole piece of meat. But I will stuff a whole uh, like a whole loin. Mm -hmm. I like to do I like to take a loin and almost flatten it out. With skin on? Yeah, Yeah. of course. And then put stuffing inside and roll it back up. And mm. tie it and then put it on my rotisserie. I, so good. Yes, that's Yeah. We love like porchetta and yes. even like loin roast. People I mean, people are always ordering pork chops from us and I'm like, you should get like half of your pig made into loin roast. They're yes. so good. Like they're yeah. so decadent, you know, and special occasion. You know, people like usually use a ham for something special and it's like yeah. why not a loin roast they're yeah beautiful I, they are and they're I, I like a loin roast just because it's you can do so much with it but also at the same time you can do so little with it and it's still so good yeah like you can just roast it with salt and pepper on there and, you can and it's still really good or you can go all out like i was saying and yeah you can just throw some leaves in there you know parsley and yeah roll it up and you know it's got so much fat in it and that's yeah. the nice thing about outdoor pork that you know is so amazing about our pork is the fat i mean you tasted yeah. that at the show with the pork belly yeah. it's got a a different flavor to it you yeah know? it's like i was saying earlier it's almost i'm trying to describe it in better words than just awesomely awesomely good um but to describe it it's so juicy and the fat doesn't seem like it's just Mm -hmm. fat it melts and it's yeah yeah chris and i really this year want to get way more into barbecuing yeah i feel like eat more barbecue and you are (laughs) like getting us into we need to get into this southern barbecue thing like it's cool yeah, um, hopefully, and hopefully when my wife listens to this, if she does, have a new smoker by then. And um, I want to get a bigger smoker. I have a couple goals for the summer. I want to do, I want to make my own bacon again. Because last year I made bacon, but I have a barrel smoker, so I had the heat too high, and it rendered the fat too quick, and I got flames. So I need, no, I need a new smoker. Mm. And I want to make bacon again, but... I love doing pulled pork. Like I love a good pork butt and just smoking that for eight, ten I hours. Know. But my ultimate goal for the summer is to do a whole hog mm-hmm. this, or whole pig. And it's just like, I think that'd be really awesome. Yeah. So. It is. We love 
like the Boston butt. It's yeah. I mean, it's the only way I describe it to people. Do you like pulled pork? They're like, yeah. I'm like, well, then that's your cut. Yeah. You know, like get get that. Yeah, I can't always just decide on one cut. I know <laughs> that's the beauty of pork, though. It's so good, and every time I talk to chefs, they tell me hands down every single chef. It, you know, I might be in a little bit of competition with some type of a fish that they like, but they always say they love pork the yeah. most. Yeah, it's like I said earlier, it's so versatile, but also at the same time, it can be done so simply. And, yeah, you use like, the whole thing. You know, yeah. when we do um, custom pigs for people, you know, we do a couple a week. People are, I'm like, you can take everything of this thing. Yeah. You want the bones make pork broth. You're going to get yeah. your omega-3s in it from from our pigs. And bone broth is so good for your gut health. And like yes. use it for cooking. You can use everything. You want the skin. You yeah. can take that. Um, I know where I work. Um, I work with a lot of Filipinos. And they love the whole yeah. roast pork. And that skin is almost a cherished mm-hmm. item Chicharons on there. Yeah. Yeah, have you ever made chicharrones? No. I haven't either. I'm so, like, scared to, but I want to make them. I've had them, but I haven't made them. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe maybe that will be on my goals for the summer then. Yeah, I'm trying. I can't get into pork blood, though. Yeah. Like, I don't care how many chefs have given me. You know, they're like, I made this, I made that, try it. And every time I'm like, I don't like it. <laughs> you know, I yeah. just don't like it. It's, I, so that's the only thing I can't do. Okay. Yeah. Well, can't love every part, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I just want to go home and barbecue a whole bunch of pork right now. <laughs> but um, that's pretty much our time. Yeah. So thanks again. Um, this was really awesome. I really enjoyed seeing the farm, like, seeing the pigs run around. And Thanks for and, coming. Yeah, um, and thanks again for being on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. No problem. Oh, just one last thing. Where can people buy your product locally in Calgary? Yeah, so, um, we do have it up on our website. And, you know, you can always call if people want... We get people messaging us all the time. Where can I get this item? And it's really important to call me. Okay. Or email me on my website and let me know what you're specifically looking for. Because each store carries different things. And that's hard. Okay. You know, like Community Natural Foods, for example, doesn't carry our bacon. Well, everyone wants it. You know, but Sunnyside Market does. So give us a call and let us know. Or send us a quick email on our website. You can go in on the contact page and write an email. It comes right to me, and I'll let you know where you can go get whatever you want. Um, so we're f- anywhere from all the community natural foods, Sunnyside Market, Little French Market. Um, sometimes we're in Bridgeland. There's product there. Um, the Bonesian Grocer. Um, Empire Provisions, you can go and um, Harry's Meats down in by Mackenzie Town. You can go there and get like cuts fresh right off the pig. Oh, nice. They're bringing in fresh whole hogs every week. So, cool. you know, there's a lot of places you can get the product. You just let me know and I'll find it for you. Awesome. And again, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks. <laughs>